City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey everyone, Erica Wright here, and I am one of your legislative and public policy advocates here at the Municipal Association. And many of you know that I am your contact for the American Rescue Plan. That is the $1.9 trillion stimulus plan that was passed by President Biden in March of this year. Now, our communications from the Municipal Association to you have been around the Coronavirus Local Fiscal Recovery Fund, and that are those are the funds that go to you, our cities and towns here in the state. Well, I am excited to share that the United States Secretary of Commerce recently announced that the Department of Commerce's Economic Development Administration will implement a series of programs collectively called Investing in America's Community to equitably invest $3 billion. That is $3 billion that this department received from the American Rescue Plan. So we are excited today to welcome a guest to the podcast that is going to help us dive deeply into, or as deeply as we can today, into this Investing in America's Communities initiative. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Robin Cooley to the podcast. Hello, Robin. Hi, Erica. Thank you for the opportunity to join you today and to share information on EDA's programming and requirements. We are so happy to have you. I was very happy to be connected to you about two weeks ago and really look forward to working with you and getting to know more about you and what you do. And so we're going to do that together by introducing you to our cities and towns. And so, Robin, will you just let us know a little bit about the Economic Development Administration? What is that office and what does it do? Okay, the Economic Development Administration uh, is an agency, as you said, of the U.S. Department of Commerce. And as our name suggests, our mission is economic development. And we carry out that mission through investments in publicly owned facilities, publicly owned infrastructure, and capacity building activities that will support the creation and retention of jobs and the attraction of private investment. Our eligible applicants for assistance are going to be cities, towns, counties, and states special purpose units of a state or local government engaged in economic or infrastructure development activities, so things like your water and sewer authorities, some of the economic development alliances, maybe like an airport authority, something like that. Institutions of higher education are designated economic development districts, which are here in the state of South Carolina. That is the Council of Governments. Federally recognized Indian tribes, which in the state of South Carolina is the Catawba Indian Nation, and then public or private nonprofit organizations acting in cooperation with officials of a political subdivision of a state. So those are the folks who can apply for the funding if we build something or do a construction project. Those are the folks who need to own, operate, and maintain whatever it is we build and must continue to do so for the useful life of the improvement. We are not authorized to make any grants to individuals or to for-profit entities. We do have economic distress criteria, and so for our public works and economic adjustment programs, which is where construction dollars tend to sit, it says that a project should be located in a region that, on the day we receive the application, meets one or more of the following criteria. So either a 24-month unemployment rate that is at least one percentage point above the national 24-month unemployment rate, or has a per capita income that is 80% or less than the national per capita income, 
or meets one of our special need criteria. And we define, those are defined in the funding opportunity notices, but there are things like job losses from closures and layoffs within a certain time frame defined in the NOFO, um, trade impacts, disaster declarations. We've had plenty of those here in South Carolina, pretty much one a year since 2015. Um, COVID-19 itself is a disaster declaration from FEMA. And there's a few other ones that are there in the, in the funding opportunity notices. I will let you know that as far as the rescue plan money, the NOFO is already stating because of the purpose of the rescue plan money is recovery from the co- impacts of the COVID pandemic, the NOFO already states that EDA has determined that economic injury from the coronavirus pandemic constitutes a special need and eligibility may be established on that basis without reference to the other economic distress criteria. So we've already laid that out for you. But you just need to be aware that, in general, for EDA funding, that is something a consideration for us. We also have we have a number of investment programs. Economic adjustment for us is our most flexible program. It gives us access to all of our tools that we have here at EDA, so we can do construction projects supporting jobs and investment. We can also do planning and technical assistance and strategic analysis and revitalization studies and planning, and we can do a revolving loan funds. It just gives us access to a whole lot more tools in one very flexible program. So whenever you see things, special allotments of funding to us, like our disaster recovery funds, our CARES funds, and this rescue plan money, it tends to come through this economic adjustment program because it is so flexible. Matching. We do have a matching requirement. I'm not going to get into the individual match levels here because they vary from opportunity to opportunity under the investment, um, the rescue plan. But just in general for matching, um, matching has to go towards our EDA scope of work. So if you have a specific scope, then your match dollars have to be spent towards that scope. It can't be for something outside of the EDA project um, that's not related. And match can generally be anything that's not other federal grant money. So state money, local money, private dollars. Um, people bring a variety of things to the table. Um, some folks like to use the South Carolina Rural Infrastructure Funding. Um, they're able to maybe get um, or state revolving loan fund dollars, or maybe they get some some funding from um, some of the local utility companies or, you know, have some, some economic development funding sometimes. So they can bring different sources to the table you know, that that may be eligible match. And, of course, if you have questions, I can always help people determine, you know, appropriateness of some of the matching contributions. Learning so much just in this short time that I've been on this this podcast with you, and I'm sure that our members are learning a lot as well. But there is a term that you have used, an acronym, a couple of times, and I want to stop for a second and unpack that just a second, and that is NOFO. Can you explain oh our members and those listening today what NOFO is and what it means for them. It is called, it, NOFO stands for Notice of Funding Opportunity. So whenever you see an opportunity come out for any of our programs here at EDA, it is referred to as a NOFO. So okay. when, um, that that is the, the label for that Notice of Funding Opportunity. Well, this is cool. I want to get into that, but real briefly, because you, you gave us some really good insight into the Economic Development Administration and how our cities and towns can interact with your office. And I think that that's helpful. One of the things that has been helpful for me is to meet you. Just briefly, give us a high-level overview of, of who you are 
and how and why our cities and towns would reach out to you individually. Okay. My, my title is Economic Development Representative, and so I am the agency's representative assigned to serve the state of South Carolina. And my job here and my role as an ED, Economic Development Representative, or EDR, is to work with applicants, work with stakeholders, work with anybody interested in, in using our programs or accessing our programs and help them understand what's available, understand what the requirements are, um, how they can access these funding opportunities, how to submit an application. Uh, yeah, I can provide a lot of technical assistance and guidance on, you know, eligibility and competitiveness and, and factors like that. So, you know, generally I see myself as being here to help people successfully access the programming and ideally, you know, successfully get grant funding. Um, it, it is a competitive program, so I can't guarantee that, but I do my best to give folks technical assistance and, and be that, that guide or guidance to, to help them successfully navigate the process. So, so I think a takeaway here, Robin, is as we're having this conversation and our members, our cities and towns are listening, it's important to know that, yes, there are programs that they can participate in through the Economic Development Administration, but also there is an advocate they have questions or, or need assistance that they can reach out to so they're not helpless in, in applying for and interacting with these programs. That, that is correct. Yes, they, you know, they are free to reach out to me. I'm able to provide as much technical assistance and resource as they would like. So there's, there's no need for them to try to, you know, take a shot in the dark and, and operate in a vacuum. I mean, it, the most successful folks tend to be folks that have interacted with us at the agency or with me. So Now, that was a major key right there, folks, if you're listening. And so we're going to come back to how you all can get in touch with Robin. But I wanted to get into this this new pot of money, this $3 billion for economic development with the EDA as a part of the American Rescue Plan. I know that we're going to be pretty high level here, and so we'll give you all of the tools and resources that you need to learn more. But, Robin, talk to us, the Investing in America's Communities Initiative, that $3 billion. Can you give us just an overview of, of what this is? Yeah, the Investing in America's Communities Program, and that's the collective name for the $3 billion of the American Rescue Plan funding and programming, and it's it's been designed to support bottom-up economic development focused on advancing equity, creating good-paying jobs, helping workers to develop in-demand skills, building economic resilience, and accelerating the economic recovery for the industries and communities hit hardest by the coronavirus pandemic. Um, and and they're, they've designed this to roll it out in six components, and we'll talk a little bit more when, when you'd like me to about the um, those six individual NOFOs, but and they are, you know, statewide planning, research and networks, travel, tourism, and outdoor recreation, indigenous communities, the Economic Adjustment Assistance Program, the Build Back Better Challenge, and the Good Jobs Challenge. Okay. So of these six programs set up in this Investing in America's Communities Program, which program can our cities and towns, our 271 municipalities in the state, which ones can they participate in? I understand that some are for the state only. Some may be for a collection of different entities. Which ones can our members participate in? It, technically, they are eligible to apply for probably all, all of them except for the Indigenous Communities Challenge, which is restricted to 
certain entities. But the, the majority of them, the research and networks piece of statewide planning, the travel tourism and outdoor recreation, economic adjustment assistance, build back better and good jobs challenge, any of our eligible applicants, including cities and towns, are eligible to apply for those funds. Awesome. So let's jump right in. The Build Back Better Regional Challenge. Okay. The, the Build Back Better Regional Challenge is ultimately a, a designed to support transformative projects through, you know, by awarding 20 to 30 economically distressed regions with a collect, through a collection of complementary aligned construction and non-construction projects organized under a singular vision and designed to grow new industries and scale existing ones. So they've allocated a billion dollars total to this program nationwide, and that this is there's not a specific regional allocation for this program. It is a national competition that will be operated on a national level. Uh, within that one billion dollars, there is a hundred million of it as part of our coal communities commitment. This program will be administered in, in two phases. Um, the first phase is a concept proposal phase where folks will You'll look in the NOFO and you can see the actual parameters of what must be in your concept proposal, but interested coalitions will submit their proposal to EDA. EDA will evaluate those, and we expect to provide technical assistance grants to approximately 50 to 60 coalitions. These coalitions will be considered finalists, and the grants will be used by the finalists to prepare more detailed applications for transformational projects that benefit their respective geographic regions and are aligned around a holistic approach to building, strengthening, or scaling strategic industry or industries. And then there's the phase two piece. So the finalists who are selected in phase one will then be able to submit complete individual applications for any of the components there as their coalition groups. Um, they'll submit a, a, a combined package, and I think there'll be individual components applications within that for each of the from each of their their coalition members or whoever submits has not necessarily from each coalition member but from members of the coalition with appropriate eligible infrastructure projects um, in the phase two EDA will then evaluate those submissions and select 20 to 30 of those finalist coalitions to receive the 25 receive 25 to 75 million and potentially up to a hundred million dollars each to fund their collection of projects that they had that they identified. And the projects would be funded through grants to individual coalition members. That could be transformative for a community, for our cities and towns. And many of them are looking to best allocate their ARP dollars that have some restrictions in place. And this is exciting to understand that there's another pot of money that they can potentially tap into for the betterment of their community. So I'll just share that. You talked about phase one and two, and that phase one deadline is October 19th of this year, right? Correct. Awesome. So this is good stuff. Let's keep it going. There's a good job challenge. And and the good jobs challenge is, a, again, another one that's a little bit different than, than you might have seen from EDA. Um, it is a another nationwide challenge. There's $500 million allocated to this nationwide. There's, again, not a regional allocation. Um, it's going to be a national competition, but it's designed to establish or strengthen regional systems to train workers with in-demand skills through employer-driven training, supporting participants with wraparound services and employer commitments to hire. So this is, you know, the programming side of you know, workforce development. Um, I would note here that while capital expenses such as equipment purchase and training facility leases are permitted, 
construction activities are not allowable under this particular program. So if you have a project that is looking to, you know, construct a workforce trading building or something like that, then it, you should apply under one of our other notices of funding opportunities, such as our EAA NOFO. Okay. Well, I, I think that was a good segue. I, I will stop and say that that deadline, if you have some time, is January 26th of 2022. There, there's a resource here in Robin, and, of course, uh, the Municipal Association is poised and ready to help. But uh, you, you segue us perfectly into the Economic Adjustment Assistance Program. Talk to us about that. Okay, with our Economic Adjustment Assistance Program, this is what most people, if they've done EDA, are probably familiar with. This is going to be more, you know, the, the standard stuff that they're used to. So public-owned infrastructure, publicly-owned facilities, planning, technical assistance, revolving loan funds, those standard things that, that EDA, you, most people know as, as traditional EDA, this is the program for that. Um, there is $500 million allocated nationwide to the EAA program. Uh, 200 million of that is as part of our coal communities commitment. And the funding under uh, the economic adjustment, this is typically what happens with a lot of our, our programming is it's allocated out most of our stuff, public works, economic adjustment, those sorts of things. A lot of things get allocated out to the regional offices and are operated at the regional office level. And economic adjustment assistance here is one of those. So these, uh, that $500 million is being allocated out or distributed across each of the regional offices. The Atlanta region, which covers the Carolinas, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, Kentucky, Alabama, and Mississippi, is allocated to receive $100.6 million approximately according to the Notice of Funding Opportunity. Um, again, any of the eligible applicants that I named at the beginning are eligible to apply for this. Uh, so cities and towns, you're, you're eligible, so this is good information that we're, we're giving you today, and of course you're welcome to come back and play this as, as often as you need to, and we'll give you the resources to look at this on your own when you can digest it fully. So, Robin, you, you mentioned a couple of times, and I've heard this term, and I want to unpack it, or this program, the Coal Community Commitment. What exactly is that? This seems like something that, again, could be transformative to cities and towns and is included in this initiative. What exactly is that? Our Coal Communities Commitment is it's not specifically a program, a standalone program by itself. We've um, we've the agency has had a, a coal communities program. It's, it's had several names over the years, but we have had you know, coal community funding. And, and this allocation is designed to support coal communities as they recover from the pandemic and, and create new jobs and opportunities. And for us, just to get people an idea of what we mean by coal communities, um, it's not just what you traditionally think of as coal mining communities in West Virginia or Kentucky. Um, it can be... Uh, folks related in the supply chain. So say there was a coal-fired power plant that shut down and displaced a lot of employers and workers and other economic impacts on a community. Or say CSX or Norfolk Southern or some other railroad used to transport a lot of coal and now they don't. And so a lot of people maybe lost, you know, lost jobs or some things like that related to that shift in, in how that transporting was being done. Or maybe there was a, a business or industry in your community that was building mining equipment or other equipment or, or services and things that were used in, in transporting or, or making mining or anything else. So related in that supply chain and that, that created a loss or an economic impact. So that's what we mean when we say coal impacted okay. communities and, and those dollars are, that's a commitment to assist those communities who are already 
economically distressed, and then the pandemic came along to um, to, to help them recover and, and create new jobs and investment. And so those funds are being allocated across two of our programs. As I mentioned, Build Back Better is $100 million of that coal commitment, and economic adjustment is $200 million of that coal commitment. Got it. Okay, that was helpful to understand um, and helpful for our, our communities as well. Um, I'm pulling up to the last two initiatives. This one, all of them are, are so important. This one, if I look at travel, tourism, and outdoor recreation, I new to Columbia. I'm from the Charleston area. Tourism is huge there, and uh, as travel and outdoor recreation is across our state. And to see that there's opportunity here through the American Rescue Plan, I think is going to be big for our cities and towns. So talk to us a little bit about travel, tourism, and outdoor recreation. Okay, so. The travel, tourism, and outdoor recreation, there's $750 million allocated to this program, and that was actually a, a I believe, part of our appropriation language says that 25% of the $3 billion of the American Rescue Plan funds would be dedicated to communities that suffered economic injury as a result of job and GDP losses in the travel, tourism, or outdoor recreation sectors. And so this particular NOFO is dedicated towards that $750 million allocation designed to assist communities impacted by COVID-related travel and tourism decline um, through two components. There's a block grant to states component and then a competitive grants component. So of that $750 million, there's $510 million dedicated to state grants, block grants, and $240 million dedicated to competitive challenge grants. So as far as the state grants go, that $510 million, there are award allocations that are being offered to each state and territory based on economic development indicators in the leisure and hospitality industries. And so the eligible applicants for this are going to be limited to the states um, or eligible territories that, that are part of that, um, our definition of states. Um, and they have, the governor has, I think, um, a certain period of time to, to respond to us about those, his, whether they're going to accept or decline those funds. And then there's $240 million allocated to the competitive programming, which is open, to, and that's, that's a nationwide allocation. Again, it will be distributed out to the regional offices. The Atlanta region is, according to the NOFO, will receive about $24.4 million. Uh, and that is going to be open to any of our eligible applicants to apply for programs that would assist communities that have suffered those economic injuries because of job losses and travel tourism or the outdoor recreation sectors. Um, and we're preferring projects that directly support travel tourism and outdoor recreation sectors, but we could consider diversification projects under the competitive challenge here. And just to be clear, to clarify that, um, because I saw a lot of questions on some of our agency bigger webinars, what's diversification? So when we say diversification, we mean, say, a community is so heavily dependent upon tourism, they would like to do a project that might help them diversify their economy and help them support something else that would make sure that all their eggs aren't in one basket. So maybe they're, they want to try to support the manufacturing sector, say so they have have something there, they want to kind of support some sort of diversification effort. So that's a possibility uh, under this particular programming. And one of the things that we saw during the pandemic, tourism was hit so hard. And I, I think that lends itself to why diversification is so important. And I'm really happy to see that there's an opportunity here that would assist our communities in that, uh, which brings me to statewide 
planning, research, and network, that is another opportunity that is available to us through the American Rescue Plan. What is that? Give us some information on that. Okay, the, the statewide planning, research, and networks component you know, is supporting, obviously it's going to support in, in, investments in economic plans, research to assess the effectiveness of EDA's programs, and support stakeholder communities around EDA initiatives. And so it's going to be broken up into two pieces. There's a statewide planning component at $59 million, and then a research and networks component at $31 million. So the statewide planning component, there's a million-dollar planning grant to each state and territory. Um, it's the governors have been offered information on this, and, and they will have, have a certain period of time to determine if they will accept or decline those funds. Um, the research and networks piece is the part that's kind of open to any of our eligible applicants to apply for, and the research and evaluation component of it is designed to fund projects to study the implementation of EDA's American Rescue Plan programs, identify valuable strategies, data, and trends, and inform future EDA grant making. And then there's a communities of practice component that's designed to fund the launch and operations of communities of practice across key, key groups of EDA stakeholders like our university centers, our RLF operators, our economic development districts, and other American Rescue Plan programs like Build Back Better, Regional Challenge, and the Good Jobs Challenge. All, all of the governors have only recently received this information yeah. since we just announced this. So we're, they, we're waiting on, on not just South Carolina, but you know, everybody to respond to us at this stage with, you know, accepting or declining and, and, you know, determining how they intend to use their, the state allocation funds for the state planning and the state tourism dollars. Um, and as far as the, the research and networks, you know, we're encouraging folks to apply by October 31st of 2021. Okay. Robin, you have given us some really good information and have laid, I think, a really good foundation to help us understand what this $3 billion afforded or given through the American Rescue Plan can really do for our cities and towns through this Investing in America's Communities program. As you were speaking, I was on the website. I've been on this website for quite some time, and we'll share the website momentarily, but Every program that you have outlined is on the website. It lists who should apply, the application deadline. There are one-pagers. Everything that any of our members need to dive into one of these six programs is on the website. Robert, can you share that website with our listeners? The webpage is eba.gov forward slash ARPA. That's it. And I have that bookmarked on my computer, so I'm learning right along with you all, all of you listeners, we're, we're learning this together. But as we do at the Municipal Association, anytime that we come into contact with information that's going to help you better your communities, we're going to share it. And so I'm so grateful today to have Robin with us. And, Robin, just to wrap things up just a bit, are there any insights or tips that you can give our cities and towns as they look at these programs more in depth and consider applying? Any tips that you can give them through the application process? I guess the biggest tip is going to be, you know, look at the NOFO, um, especially for Build Back Better and Good Jobs. If those NOFOs have very specific deadlines in them, hard deadlines, um, compared to some of the other programs which have rolling deadlines. So that's important. Um, Build Back Better and Good Jobs are a little bit different than our standard application packages, and the NOFOs spell out very specifically how the proposals and applications should look and what they should cover. 
So that, that's going to be very important on that end, that end of the spectrum, um, to make sure that folks are looking at that. Our EAA, Indigenous Communities, Travel and Tourism, um, those applications look very much like standard EDA applications. So if any of the communities have done an EDA grant, those packages will look very familiar. They look, um, they're pretty much our standard package. Um, the EAA, Indigenous Communities, Travel and Tourism, You'll notice on the website, you know, yes, there are dates there. They are suggested dates for submission. Um, most of those applications are going to be reviewed on a rolling basis. Okay. Uh, so my advice to folks is do not wait until those dead, those dates on mm-hmm. the website to submit an application. Um, I expect these, these dollars to be fairly competitive. And while it's not first come, first serve, uh, I always suggest that applicants submit sooner rather than later. All right. You heard it here, folks, and then we you heard that NOFO again, and that's the Notice of Funding Opportunities. Pay attention to that. And as we shared at the top of the podcast, Robin, you are an incredible resource. Can you share with our members how they can contact you? Sure. Uh, my email might be the fastest way to, to get me, so that is rcooley, R-C-O-O-L-E-Y, at eda.gov. So email is the fastest way for me to see. Um, There's also what's published in the funding opportunity notice um, is by, is a cell phone number of 404-987-7913. I also have an office number there in Columbia that is 803-253-3640. Robin, this is incredibly helpful. And I can vouch for Robin. I emailed after we actually received the press release from our contact in Senator Scott's office about this $3 billion that could assist our cities and towns. And so as soon as I I reviewed it, I reached out to Robin via email and got a response not even in 30 minutes. So not to put anybody else on the clock, not to say that that's the response time, but just to show how responsive you have been. And, Robin, it has been an absolute pleasure just conversing with you as we learn about this new program or these six programs that can benefit our cities and towns. And we look forward to working with you. And so to our members, those who are listening, you all know you can reach out to me directly for all things American Rescue Plan related and visit our website at www.masc.sc. I'm not sure that I did that as well as Scott Flatten but I gave you my best website uh, voice. So there we go. One other thing I wanted to mention is that all the application packages are on grants.gov and that everything needs to be submitted on grants.gov and just give people a little bit of a reminder. Well, that's the end of our podcast. Thank you all for tuning in, and we will see you next time. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the Association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.